0: What we've experienced in our relationship is that you can actually go deeper in your relationship with God as your heavenly parent through this experience of making love as a husband and wife and Absolutely. being connected to each other, body, mind, and soul through the sexual relationship.
1: Hey, you're listening to the Blessed Couple Podcasts, where we talk about how to do this marriage thing and experience God in the process. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Let's get started.
0: In this session, we are going to talk about God and sexuality. Maybe you're not certain how those two are related, but trust us when we tell you that God and sexuality are very much related and connected to each other.
2: Yes, trust (laughs) us when we tell you that. (laughs) Why should they trust us, (laughs) session? Well, we believe in God. We do. And that belief, I think, fosters this whole conversation to begin with because, yeah, I mean, you hear about, you know, you hear true parents' words on this topic. Uh, They are profound. Profound. And what's the word? You know, a lot of those words about Mm God.
0: Sexuality. (laughs) Sexuality.
2: And we can even start with some of those words right now if you'd like.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. All
2: right. So this is from the chun sung Book 3, Chapter 2. The way of love means looking for the place that is God's holy of holies. The tabernacle was not the ultimate holy of holies. Fallen people built that tabernacle. Of greater value than the tabernacle is the place where God's original love before the fall can be found. The reproductive organs of men and women are the real holy of holies. Wow. (laughs) And from Book 5, Chapter 2, Section 3.
0: The place where you become one body is where God enters. Two worlds unite into one when God enters a husband and wife through the power of love. The place where they unite is the love organs. The scripture is pretty clear that God is in the midst of the sexual relationship and that God wants to be right there. With the husband and wife, while they're making love, while they're expressing their love to one another in the most intimate of ways, that is actually where God wants to be.
2: This is the Holy of Holies. The most holy place right over there. (laughs) Think about that. Just ruminate on that point alone. Holy of Holies.
0: This is confusing for a lot lot of of people. Because (laughs) Satan has made a lot of effort to claim sexuality absolutely as his and give people this concept that sex is dirty or sex is something to be ashamed of or something you do even when you don't love each other, but just to use or use each other. Right. But actually, what... True parents teach, right. and what we've experienced in our relationship is that God, you can actually go deeper in your relationship with God as your heavenly parent through this experience of making love as a husband and wife and Absolutely. being connected to each other, body, mind, and soul through the sexual relationship.
2: Yeah. I think the more we dive into this understanding of even ourselves and understanding of like that God created it this way, even just that alone. It makes me realize how much God loves me, how much God loves us, how much mm-hmm. God loves all of us. Because the more we experience the fullness of joy in our sexual relationship and recognize that we came from somewhere and someone had an idea about how we would make us, it's like it's amazing. It's just incredible how well we're made and how well we're made to experience this joy and love in our relationship. So as a husband. And as wife. as a husband and wife. And yeah. to God. So
0: God wants to experience love and joy. Through us in the sexual relationship, God actually designed us that this relationship between us as a husband and wife would be the place where we would actually go to a new level of experience of love. Of course, we experience love in other ways, in other settings with other people, but one of the deepest experiences of God can actually be in our sexual relationship. If we choose to explore that, if we open ourselves up to that possibility, then God can be right in the midst of that sexual relationship.
2: Again, God designed us as male and female. It's through our union, as you're saying, that we are come to becoming one. And that is how we can manifest that ideal Mm -hmm. that God has for us.
0: That's right. So in our unification tradition, we understand God as a heavenly parent that is both masculine and feminine, having both the qualities of a husband and a wife, if we were to think about it in the dynamic of the married relationship. So God absolutely wants to see men, and women, husbands and wives be united in their relationship. When that happens, when that unity is achieved, when two become one, as we talk about in the marriage blessing, God can actually experience the fullness of him and herself manifested and reflected as a husband and wife. There's this kind of experience of God. God doesn't have a physical body. God's invisible. However, God, as we understand it, is matter and energy and spirit and love. These are different types of words that often get used to describe God. So how can God manifest? It's in couples. It's in husbands and wives and the unity that happens when husbands and wives specifically love each other in the sexual relationship when two bodies are uniting as one body in that moment.
2: When you're in that moment of extreme ecstasy and just Mm -hmm. total freedom and time stands still, Mm. what is more amazing than that? Not much else. That is... Anything you've experienced? (laughs) You know?
0: A close second might be giving birth to our children.
2: Wow. That's cool.
0: Yeah. But outside of that, definitely the greatest joy, the greatest pleasure, the greatest, deepest experience of love is our sexual relationship.
2: It's crazy, right? Right. It's just incredible. I think it is because of this aspect of it's God's intention for it. Your parents talk about this being the holy of holies. This is the most holy place. Like the whole purpose of creation was for God to experience that joy of a relationship, right? Like it's, yeah. it's fascinating. And then the conjugal relationship, of course, where love, life, and lineage combine, it only makes sense to me why that is the most incredible experience. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we can experience God in many other ways, even like sports or like doing amazing things. But also, I'm very grateful that it's so easy to experience God. I don't have to go climb Mount Everest. I can Relax and bed with you. You
0: can climb my mount.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's like, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: in the bedroom, uh, it's not just actually about you and me, but it's about me and you and God. No, yeah. it's a kind of a paradigm and it's, shift that and it's, we're bringing God into the relationship yeah. that we have as a husband and wife.
2: And I think throughout our relationship, you've more naturally included God. Mm. Because I think you've always had a more natural relationship with God. Mm. I've had to really don't know, work on that for my life. And So, what's been fascinating for me and our growth as a couple is that the more I kind of acknowledge, especially your experience of God, when you get there, <laughs> it makes me more aware that God is there. Mm. And it's incredible, even in that moment of, we wanted to say like, God loves you, honey. Yes. You know, it's incredible because then even I feel it. I'm just like blown away by the reality of that statement about how incredibly sexy you are made. I gotta say it right. You know what I mean? Like God's designed for us. It's incredible to experience that moment Yeah, for both of us.
0: That's true for me too. I absolutely feel God most powerfully when in our sexual relationship, even while we're making love, you are bringing God into the relationship by even calling out God's name. and
2: We're just saying and god's daughter you know yeah. or like you're a divine daughter of god right and then it's it like <laughs> <laughs> it takes her it takes her orgasm and it's like the next, it just goes to the next level yeah
0: yeah because i recognize that love that incredible love that we are sharing as a husband and wife is also being shared by god in right. that moment and god is delighting in the union of his and her son and daughter yeah. who are totally loving each other And what would a God of love want more than that? God wants everyone to experience the fullness of love and joy. So for God to see that kind of love and joy expressed by his children in their conjugal relationship, I can imagine that that's so overwhelmingly delightful for God as our heavenly parent.
2: And this is part of why we want to share this with you and with everyone, because if we can like out of that experience of love, every love and life is created and out of that comes lineage. Mm. I mean, this experience of love and experiencing, it will change the world. Yeah. Because any child born out of that love, mm. that's a lot of love there. That's
1: a lot of love. That's a lot <laughs> of love. It's not the
2: misuse, broken love that has existed in human history, all these broken relationships. It is like the way it's supposed to be, the way it can be between a husband and wife where it's just mm. totally free, totally for the other and. Together experiencing this out of body, out of like cosmic experience. And then children are born out of that. And then it's like, we talked to our kids, they feel, they feel how much they are loved by the the way that we love each other. It's just fascinating. It's just awesome.
0: So, we want to share with you some of these experiences that we've had with God in our sexual relationship. And I believe that actually in the sexual relationship, God manifests in a multitude of different ways. So for everybody, it's probably a little bit different and unique. Sure. And I think it's exciting to just explore what's possible in your relationship with God through your sexual relationship. Hmm. And for us, here are some of the things that we've experienced. Well, Layden, you know, I was describing when <laughs> we come to the point or when I'm coming to the point of climax. And I'm about to, you know, go over the edge into this state of pleasure and ecstasy. He will actually say something like, God loves you, or you're God's daughter, or you're wonderfully made, or something, some some expression that kind of...
2: You are a sexual being. Uh, yeah, yes. Designed by God. <laughs> designed and, by God, yes.
0: And he'll say this kind of phrase. In that moment, I will actually connect more deeply with God loving me through Layton. That Layton is actually the channel or the vessel that's being used by God to express love to me. And then it makes that experience of joy and pleasure that much more amazing. And likewise, I recognize that I'm the vessel that God is using to bring joy and love to Layton as my husband.
2: Exactly. I think it's fun in that moment. I recognize a part of the power comes in just reminding you. Mm how much god loves you by the way he designed you to experience this kind of experience and both of us Mm -hmm. this
1: is so amazing hey if you're getting something good from this episode it would mean the world to us if you could share it with someone you love or leave a five-star review because the only way this podcast spreads around is through word of mouth so a share or a review would go a long way and it only takes like 10 seconds to do thanks back to the show
0: Do you see God's design in the sexual organs?
2: You know me—a <laughs> little bit of a nerd, but I enjoy the science, the intentionality with which God designed it. It's just really well engineered. You look at the penis; it's very well thought out for the optimal experience—not only for the man but also the woman. The penis is—you know—you have foreskin, right? And what this happens is it creates this kind of a shaft within a shaft experience. The penis can be inserted into the vagina and essentially have that emotion of going in and out but not cause a ton of friction. It's actually a very small amount of friction because Mm. the penis is within its foreskin and just comes out a little bit when it's deep. And so you get that stimulation on the head of the penis. And also actually having that foreskin and even also having the shape of the head of the penis actually even helps keep lubrication inside. So you can have longer experience of intercourse without all that very important juice dripping out. Mm. So that's amazing that God designed all this. It's incredible, and so you don't even need it if you again. Once the wife is aroused, on all that, and it's nice and lubricated naturally down there. Again, that adds to it. So it's actually fascinating if you are able to really just get comfortable. and that happens, then because of the design of the penis, you don't even need much lubrication to keep it lubricated. Mm. So it doesn't even require that much. And that's just like one way that I'm is fascinating how well that is designed. And then when you come to the vulva and everything that is part of that, I mean, it's as I was just telling my wife. The other day, it's the flower, you know. I mean, as referred to in Trippin's words and even other places, I think a lotus blossom and all kinds of, uh, <laughs> depends on what, it is beautiful. And there's so many different folds and petals and parts of it. And they're all extremely erogenous, you know, even just that in and of itself. And obviously, even just the way that it's able to tuck away with labia majora and then kind of keeping it all in with the labia minora, being able to just. Embrace the penis. And, <laughs> and then there's all these different parts of the way the clitoris is holds, you know, is just kind of hidden up there, but also when it's aroused, actually it exposes more. And also the clitoris, it's fascinating that it has twice the number of Sex cells or stimulation cells than the head of the penis, mm. which is fascinating. It's actually even smaller because it's more condensed. So what that's awesome. Yeah. What do you think about that, ladies? You know, <laughs> God loves you. <laughs> and, but God loves the husband too, because the thing is, we aroused instantly. Like, we don't need all those sex cells. If we had more, I think I would just pass out. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to last for more than a second. So it's like it's God was thinking about it, you know, mm. and being warmed up and everything. It's, it's, just, it's just
0: like God was challenging husbands to. Be really invested into their wives and yeah. take the time, right? To invest yeah. into their wife and really caress her and embrace her and enjoy this time with her. Yes. As if God wanted husbands and wives to kind of have to work for it a little I bit think so. to make it more enjoyable.
2: Absolutely. I think that the reason why we even get horny more or get erections or have a higher sex drive is like God's way of saying, hey, man. Don't forget, <laughs> love your wife so that she feels inspired and open to that sexual relationship. Absolutely. That's what I think about every single time I feel something. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to hey honey, I love you. And then It doesn't have to be sexual even, but that all builds for the bedroom as well, of course. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I'm so fascinated by God's you know, design of us and the sexual organs and I think this is worthy of more exploration about all the amazing ways that we're made. But that's probably good for now to answer. Does that answer your question, honey? Yeah. Okay.
0: So, within the sexual relationship, what I've been experiencing is that the more we as husbands and wives are focused on each other's pleasure, then the more pleasurable our own experience is. But in order to have that kind of pleasurable experience, we do have to focus on each other. Like we're saying, like it's by God's design that in the bedroom, we live for the sake of each other. Mm. And as we are mindful of what feels good for him and what feels good for her, and we do the things and we say the things that we know is going to be enjoyed by our spouse, then we find ourselves getting closer to each other. We find ourselves becoming more connected to each other. But it's not what initially comes to our mind. It's almost like a discipline to focus not ourselves, but on the other person. And what do they need? And what are they interested in? And then fascinatingly, as I do that, or as he does that, then naturally our own needs are covered because we're covering for each other. It's a really beautiful kind of dance. It's a really beautiful kind of unfolding of the relationship that I believe God intentionally designed
2: mm. another thing that as advice that i received before even being, being engaged married, even yeah. before being engaged like yeah. before i even knew you was that giving is subject and receiving is object mm. which you know we know from the principle or we've heard from the principle but especially in the relationship of sexual relationship husband and wife giving is subject and receiving is object mm-hmm. and that spiritual is subject and physical is object Mm -hmm. and that's something i've thought about since day one of our sexual experience and yeah definitely it's huge and as we were talking about this as well crescentia that you were saying that in the for you the way that you can give it's very fascinating that male in the principle you know man is kind of more subject and it's very interchangeable but man is subject woman is object the penis sticks out, the <laughs> vagina comes in. <laughs> yeah. But it's very fascinating that you were saying that for you, the way you give in the, our sexual experience is actually by receiving what I have to give. Oh, yeah. And that was very fascinating to me that, again, the way it's that for you give is by receiving.
0: Yeah, I can talk about that yeah. a little bit. For me, in the bedroom, it's more natural to kind of be the one who's receiving what it is that Layden has to give. He oftentimes is the one initiating sex in our couple. And I sometimes do, but not nearly as much. It's more so him. And when he's initiating, I'm realizing this is a form of him trying to show his love for me. It's a way for him to express also his desire to be connected with me. And by being open to that and being receptive to the moment and to the ways he's trying to love me, I have come to understand that that's a way for me to actually love him. It's a way for me to actually express my love to him by being receptive, by actually receiving the love that he's giving. Cause we all know what it's like when we try to give to someone and they won't receive it or they just reject it yeah. or they turn it down. It's painful. It hurts. But on the opposite, when something that you're giving with your heart is received, it brings you so much joy and you feel so fulfilled that the object of your affection can receive and enjoy what it is that you're giving them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely very grateful <laughs> when you can do that. Yeah. So it's really incredible that when you give through, you're receiving.
0: Yeah. I believe that God designed our sexual relationship for monogamous husband-wife relationship. Why do I believe this? Because in our relationship, I've experienced that the sex has gotten better over time.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> It's incredible how it gets better, I think, in large part because of this aspect of God
0: Mm. and
2: spirituality, the spiritual component of our sexuality. Right. Because that's building a relationship that is not, we're not just physical beings. We're not just two bodies that are having a climax. We are two souls that are combining our life force and all of our passion and love together. Absolutely. I think it gets better over time because our relationship develops and deepens over time.
0: And also, practically speaking, Two people who are spending time to get to know each other, to explore together, to try new things together, even going through challenges together, all of that bonds us more closely as husbands and wives. And naturally, as we learn about each other, as we learn what we like, what we don't like, what works and what doesn't, we are improving in our ability to actually love each other well. We don't have to start over. We don't have to figure some new person out. We get to actually figure this one person out that we are with. And then you figure out as you go along that there's so much to be discovered. It's actually a lot of fun because the more you learn about each other, the more you realize you don't know. And the more opportunities there are to get closer and to try out new things in their relationship.
2: Yeah, I'm absolutely confident, without a doubt, that monogamous relationships, like, committed not only f- for our physical life, but eternal commitment. That relationship is, there's this, I can't imagine, there's no way. Like, we've got you all beat, all y'all d- doing it right. <laughs> like, we have this massive leg up because it takes all the nonverbal communication. Mm. All of those kinks, all those little things that get worked out over time. Mm-hmm. Like... It can't happen unless... Like That's why I'm looking forward to uh, 60 years from now. Mm. Being an old grandma, great-grandma, great-grandpa. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, we'll be moving like, like slots, you know, but we'll be like flying high spiritually, you know? But
0: one little touch will just send us flying. <laughs> Boom!
2: I'll just look at her. She'll be like on a rocking chair, like on the porch. <laughs>
0: Talk about sex and spirit world. I think that you, yeah. as, you get, as you age, you get closer to what that...
2: Yeah, and I think, I think it's life. fascinating. We're, talking, we're just kind of joking now. And also, humor is a big thing we should talk about at some point. But it's just fascinating. Like, if you want to have a great sex life for your whole life, I don't know any 80-year-olds that are having great sex that aren't married. So true. Do you know any 80-year-olds that are having great sex that aren't married? No. Do you ever know any 90-year-olds that no, are even no. having sex? To
0: be fair, I'm not really asking 80 and 90-year-olds if they're having sex.
2: That's a very good point. <laughs>
1: but if
2: you wanted to, I think it'd be hard if you weren't married. I mean, come on, let's get real. So <laughs> got, God designed designed it. That life. actually
0: yeah. as you even as your physical body would break down, because your souls are connected, because yeah. your hearts are connected. It doesn't matter anymore. You can still experience this kind of love and connection even through your sexual relationship yeah. because of the what you've built up over yeah. time.
2: And I think absolutely bodies change, especially for, you know, as you go through birth and you know then there is more menopause right Mm -hmm. so and all kinds of things happen but I think that's also why it's really important to just dive into this because it's not about all the physical it's about the spiritual relationships about Mm -hmm. the emotional connections about everything else that makes it eternal and Mm -hmm. amazing yeah so thank you God
0: (laughs) we really appreciate God for designing us the way we are and designing marriage this way designing husband wife relationship this way So, true parents are teaching that the real tabernacle was not a physical building or a place, but actually, the Holy of Holies is our sexual organs. It's in our bodies. It's in human beings. So, what did people do in the tabernacle? They would go to that place to worship God. Mm. They would go to that place to express their love and their devotion to God. So, where should we go? (laughs) To express our love and devotion to God. If our Holy of Holies, our yeah. heavenly palace, is our sexual organs, then obviously we want to go to the bedroom. We want to go to, well, it doesn't have to be the bedroom, but we want to go yeah. to the sexual experience as a husband and wife to worship God.
2: And I can definitely testify that worship in church is great. I love singing. For all those that know, I play guitar. It's, it's great. Love it. But when it comes to worship, <laughs> when I praise God... It's all this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just praising God. I cannot. Does that make sense? You know, holy of holies, that makes sense to me. Thank you. Yeah. For the way you articulated that.
0: Yeah. Worship (laughs) takes on a whole new meaning when you're worshiping God by worshiping God in your spouse. By seeing that God is present in your spouse. That God loves your spouse and that God loves you through your spouse.
2: And God loves your union with your spouse.
0: And I don't know a more joyful worship. Yeah. orgasm that is a lot of heavenly music happening
2: how you <laughs> honey you want to go worship well, let's go worship
1: <laughs> all right we gotta go hey if you want to improve your relationship or take your sex life to the next level well you're in luck because more than 70 percent of couples that take our love and integrity course said that the quality of their sexual relationship improved after joining the course sounds good You can join the program today with your spouse or just take the course by yourself at loveandintegrity.com. See you in the next episode.